Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank Heavenly Father for this opportunity and thank the many volunteers who make this possible. I have a real love for the LDS people. I was LDS for over 60 years, but I came to learn certain things about the church, and it challenged my testimony. But instead of falling away and becoming atheist or agnostic, I found Jesus, and I found the Bible. And I pray that the stories that we hear from these good people will also touch your hearts in the same way. I'd like to first offer a a prayer and ask for Heavenly Father's help. Heavenly Father, we pray for your inspiration tonight, that the things that are said will be in tune with what you would have us say, that we might be able to touch and soften hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm happy tonight to welcome Steve Forbush. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you sharing your story with us tonight. You were born uh, LDS, were you? Yes. So tell us a little bit about your history as a Latter-day Saint. Well, I was born and raised LDS, um, and my parents got divorced when I was about eight years old, and I stayed with my dad, so I continued to go with him every Sunday, and uh, didn't really enjoy going too much. I kind of just went just because he wanted me to go, and I got in trouble if I didn't go, but all my friends growing up were there, so that was a plus as well, Um, but I never really... um, fully got into it as far as reading my Book of Mormon or, you know, taking it seriously. But I was kind really? of just there just to kind of hang out. And, yeah. Um, you were baptized But at I eight. was baptized at 8, and yes. You were scout at 12 I was a scout, and deacon. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. okay. I, I think I made it to a priest, and okay. I never made it to an elder. Yeah. Um, I had aspirations of going on a mission, but decided that wasn't for me, and so I didn't go. But all through growing up, um, you know, it just felt really... Like I just didn't, you know, belong there. My my dad kind of just pushed it onto me and felt like I kind of just had to go just because that's what he wanted of me. And I wanted to live up to his standard. And, yeah. uh, you know, and his standard was the church. And so I, I went and... Um, Did you enjoy the friendships there that you had? Yeah, I enjoyed the friendships. I enjoyed, you know, going, hanging out with my friends and, you know, having that aspect. But um, as far as, you know, getting involved as far as they were, Mm-hmm. Um, I really never, I never mm-hmm. ventured down there, but yeah. I mean, the, the social aspect of it, I really enjoyed. Uh, did you attend seminary? Um, I didn't attend seminary when I was in high school, maybe for one semester, okay. and then I decided to drop out. After now, you said you had aspirations of going on a mission. What, what, yeah, what I mean. held you back? <clears throat> um, I just, I, you know, when I was 14, um, I just started hanging around with the wrong crowd, I guess. I mean, mm. we would still go to church, and there were still, you know, two or three of the friends that I hung out with were LDS, but we started messing around with marijuana. We started drinking a little bit, and uh, and so I kind of went down that route, and, you know, to, to in order to go on a mission, you know, had to be worthy and had to, mm. you know, do all the things. I had to become an elder, and, 
live up to that standard, and there was no way that I was going to be able to do that in, you think, in my eyes. You think that disappointed your father? Oh, absolutely. Was it? Yeah. Was it hard for, for him? Sure. And did you have arguments and kinds of battles uh, with him over those things, or did he um, just accept your, your lifestyle? No, he didn't accept my lifestyle as far as me partying and stuff like that. I mean, he knew to an extent what I was doing, but not all the way. Um, I keep I, I keep it hid, hid pretty well uh, from him, but as far as me not going on mission, I don't think it was that big of a devastation for him because I had two older brothers, one that had gone on a mission, my oldest brother, mm -hmm. um, and then my younger brother <coughs> from him, <coughs> excuse me, that's older than me. He's about seven years older than me. He, uh, he didn't go on a mission either, so it was kind of one person in front of me that didn't go, so it wasn't really... <laughs> wasn't the first one. Exactly, yet. so it wasn't okay. that big of a shock to him that I didn't go, yeah. you know, so... Well, did you ever have any, like, doctrinal problems with the church, or is it just fitting <clears throat> in? Not, not at that point, not at that point. When I was, when I was that age, I, I had no idea really what they believed, to be honest with oh. you. I didn't get into it. I never had read the Book of Mormon. Um, I didn't understand what the, their plan of salvation was. I mean, when I was in junior high, they would lay out the plan of salvation and stuff like that, but it just kind of went over my head. It wasn't really that big a deal. Yeah. So I... Uh, well, I, and, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I know that there are a lot of young people that go through a rebellious period of time. Did, yeah. Uh, did you, you met some of them, and was this... Do you think this is fairly common among some of the young people of the church? Oh, absolutely. I think it, but I don't think that they come out and say, you know, they're very hush-hush about it. They don't want anybody to know, especially their parents or anyone else, to let them down and the people in the church, obviously. Right. So They don't want to disappoint their parents no, and family. No, not at all. And, yeah. and yet they probably feel guilty. Do you feel... Was there guilt on your part? Oh, absolutely. A tremendous amount of guilt. Was Not there? living up to that standard and, you know, going out and partying on the weekend and then going to church on Sunday, probably hungover, you know. It wasn't... Oh, oh dear. <laughs> it was pretty... I'm sure, uh, you know, there was a lot of guilt there and not feeling like, um, you know, I belong there or that I fit in. Um, I know that there, you know, I'm sure there was talk around uh, my ward that, that I was a troublemaker or, you know, he's yeah. been hanging out with so-and-so. So I don't want my kids hanging out with him, but... Well, during this time, and you're saying you're disappointing parents and you're feeling some guilt, do you, did you ever sense that God was not happy with you, or did you ever have a, a relationship with Him that kind of said, I'm, I'm disappointing God? Um, I, at that point, I don't think I really had a sense of, you know, who God was or what, what it meant to have a relationship with God. Um, it was more just my, my father. It was just living up to him and letting him down. And uh, so I put more emphasis on, you know, on, him. on him than I did on God at that point in my life. Okay, so now you've reached uh, out of high school. What happens after high school? Yeah, after high school, um, I, I was still, you know, I st still struggled with, you know, partying and hanging out with my friends and being in that scene. Um, and then when I was around 18 or 19, um, I just, you know, I was just getting really sick of, you know, living that same lifestyle over and over and over again. It really gets old after a while. And so uh, my sister actually started going to a Christian church, and uh, she wanted me to go with her. And so I was like, all right, they're, they're getting baptized, so I'll go and support her and her husband. And so, um, 
went to the church and the pastor's up there playing the drums and I just thought this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, this guy is up totally there playing. Different. Yeah, yeah, totally different. I did not, I've never experienced anything other than sitting there reverently, not saying anything, don't clap your hands. People are up there raising their hand, clapping. You know, and it was just like, I don't understand this. And I had to get up and leave. I couldn't. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The first time. The huh? first time I could not handle it because it was just so different from what I've ever been used to. You know, this isn't supposed to be church. This isn't, you know, I don't know what this is. And so I, I left and I went outside and just started praying and um, asking God, you know, what, what is it that this, this is? Or this doesn't look like anything that I've ever seen. You know, and so um, I don't think I really had... Um, a saving moment at that point, but it was more of just like kind of opening myself up to God. And, you know, very gradually I started to understand who he was, and I started researching the Mormon church a lot more at that point, because that was my background, that was my basis, like I said, and I just didn't really understand anything other than that. So, and so, so were you trying to gain a testimony of the Mormon church at that point, or just to understand its doctrine. Yeah, I just wanted to understand its doctrine. I don't think that I was really ever convinced that uh, it was true, mm -hmm. but I wanted to know what it was about. And if it was true, I wanted to know. And if it wasn't true, I also wanted to know. You know, I just wanted to know either way if it was or if it wasn't. So, Let me digress just a little bit. Mm -hmm. You said your sister uh, was being baptized in a Christian church. Mm -hmm. Was that a disappointment to Dad as well, I'm oh. sure? Yeah. What, uh, what was her situation had she she met someone that she how no did they she... they just had uh i guess it was they have they had a daughter at that point when she was four or five i can't remember how old she was but uh she wanted to go to church and they didn't know which church to go to they didn't want to go to the mormon church because um, her husband is uh, she has no religious background at that point and uh and so they had a door hanger on their door to go to the Christian church up the street and, and so she took it and, and then, she took it and it must have spoken to her mm -hmm. because she felt yeah. the need or wanted to she had been a member of the church as well right. i guess mm -hmm. so then did she in, continue to invite you to church or did you decide to try it again how did that all yeah happen? i don't i don't know i, I, I I was I wasn't married at the time, um, but I was dating my wife right now, and uh, she was LDS, and um, she didn't want to go at all. And uh, either to Mormon church or to Christian. Well, she, wa she wanted to go to the Mormon church, but she didn't want to go to the Christian church. And okay. uh, so, did you go with her then? I did go with her, and um, she reluctantly went. But uh, I guess it was just her inviting us back um, because I really didn't want to go back. I've never really enjoyed church at all. And to go back meant being involved in that, <laughs> and so. But, but your but your wife wanted you to, right. and so mm -hmm. you did. And did you try to become active then? And did you um, say what we, you'd be called active Mormon at that point? No, I don't think I'd be called an active Mormon at that point. Okay. We were married by a Mormon bishop okay. um, on our parents' request, okay. and that was basically the last involvement that we had with the church. With the church, yeah. So what happened after that? Uh, how did you end up? Uh, well, my wife and my sister would go, they would battle um, nightly about... Doctrine? You know, doctrine. Really? Yeah. About uh, the history of the church mm -hmm. or, or... Yeah, and by this point I was convinced that the Mormon church wasn't, wasn't true. Um, I'd seen that, that documentary, The Book of Abraham, and that really did it for me. That was a big one for yeah. me too, uh, realizing that the church had found that papyri in mm -hmm. 1967, or not the church had found it, but it was given to the church, right. and uh, ended up not having 
anything to do with Abraham. What, what did you learn? Yeah, absolutely. The, the papyri had nothing to do with Abraham. It was a burial scroll for you know the Egyptians, and it had right. nothing to do with Abraham whatsoever. And so wasn't even dated. No, at, at Abraham's time. So no, that was kind of a little clincher for you that yeah. the church wasn't true. But did you feel a need to? draw closer to God in any respect that, after that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, when I, I don't have an exact date of when I was saved, but uh, I just had one of those tracts that people would give out, and I was looking through it, and I think it was just a culmination of a lot of things that had gone on in my life, um, and just God showing me Himself so clearly, and it was just, I couldn't deny it, you know, that it was just, it was just Him and him alone. Did he do that on his own or were you turning yourself to him? Had you prayed a, a sinner's prayer as they call it or had you confessed no. that Jesus was the Christ? I really hadn't at that point. I I was just, you know, I was kind of reading through it and I you know, I know that they they have the sinner's prayer to pray to not, you know, to accept Jesus Christ right, into your, your your life and uh, I just uh, I just decided that, you know what? It, it's it's all about you, God, and all about Jesus Christ, and what He's done on the cross is the thing that I have to remember, and that I I, uh, I accepted that into my heart. You know, I accepted His gift of of salvation and said, "Yes, God, I do accept. I am a wretch. I am, you know, all the things. <laughs> I'm a sinner, and yeah. I, I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my own. I, and I continue to struggle, and I continue to do the wrong thing." Um, and you know, and there's you know, there's a lot of people out there that are still in the LDS church that are you know my age or younger, or that still go out and they party and they, you know they go to church and no one knows the wiser, you know. But and I know I'm sure that they have questions about God, and that's the, a lot of the time that I have people that have come out of the Mormon church that I talk to that don't want anything to do with God whatsoever because they don't really have anything else other than that God that they have seen at the LDS church, and they don't you know, completely reject any idea of God whatsoever. But I just have to say that it's just, you know... It's just totally different, isn't it? Is it is totally different, you know? And it has nothing to do with this, um, you know, trying to be cool or trying to be this certain way that, you know, I have to look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way. It's all about, you know, who God says you are. You are uniquely made. And you are who He says he, he, you are. And there's nothing that you can change about that. You know, you can either believe it or you don't. Well, let's talk a little bit about this turning your life over to Christ and realizing that He's paid for our sins and that there's nothing we can do to add to that gift. And that's what we call grace in the Christian world. What, uh, what has grace meant to you? Oh, so much. So much. Because I feel like I've been bogged down by feeling like I have to live up to a certain standard or feeling like I have to do a certain thing or um, I feel like I have to earn my way. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I say that I wasn't really involved uh, with the Mormon church growing up, but that's still ingrained in myself as far as trying to live up to a certain thing. Yeah, you know? standards. And, yeah, and just yeah. I have to completely... Um, obliterate that from my mind and just know that it's all about what God did, not about what I do or what I've done or what I will do. And as an LDS, that's kind of a, or as a former LDS, it's kind of easy to fall back into that, gee, I've got to do my works. I, mm -hmm. I've got to earn my way to, to God. Yeah. And yet he promises us that through his son, we'll have eternal life. Right. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Yeah. So why do you think Mormons don't understand these concepts? Now you were mentioning as a as a Mormon, I'm assuming you didn't have that relationship with Jesus, or you didn't really mm -hmm. even think that much about him. So why do you think Mormons have a difficult time with that concept? Because um, I think that Jesus is a backthought to Mormons. I don't think that he is the priority in their life. I think that. Um, the way that they live their life and how they come across to other people and the prestige that comes with living in that um, lifestyle uh, is more of a priority than actually just having a relationship with Christ. I don't think that they really understand that there is an open line of communication between you and Jesus. Jesus has made, he has become our mediator between us and the Father. And so we don't need a bishop or we don't need a high priest or we don't need because he is that. He is our line of communication. And so I think that they're completely lacking in that. And so they feel like they have to live up to this standard because they're, you know, they don't know or they don't understand um, what the Bible says and who, who the, what the Bible says about Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us. And so I think it's just that, that lacking of, um, you know, really putting the emphasis on Christ instead of putting the emphasis on ourselves and feeling yeah. like we have to work up to this. Instead, it's God has already done it all for us. And then that it just seems like between us and Jesus in the Mormon church is the church, is the mm -hmm. institution itself, and all of the things that Joseph Smith gave us what, that I've referred to as the gospel of Joseph Smith. Uh, the, the Bible doesn't talk about so much of this stuff, and of course, even the Book of Mormon doesn't talk about a lot of it. But there just seems to be this church between us and our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you've enjoyed that now. Now, tell us about the next time you went to church. Was it a was it another drummer there? <laughs> <laughs> no, like like I said earlier, I I really don't enjoy going to church at all. Uh, to, uh, you know, even even now, um, you know, believing in God and believing. Uh, what I do, it's really a struggle for me to go to church. I have that, I don't know, it's just that anxiety of feeling like I have to go. I, I think I yeah. put myself into this legalistic mentality of thinking, oh, I'm not going to go because I know I don't have to. And so I, but I know I, when I do go, I get fed and I enjoy going. And I, I know that we need that fellowship with other Christians because you can't do it on your own. Yeah. You know, I know that Christ is always there, but it's always good to have you know, that encouragement from other people. Well, I think one of the things that we have in Christ is freedom. Right. And a freedom in Christ allows us to worship how we will. Going to church isn't a saving ordinance. Right. We know that Christ has done that for us. So how we worship, when we worship, uh, having that relationship with Christ frees us up. Mm -hmm. Now, having the fellowship, I think, is, has some advantages, and, and you can f enjoy others' testimonies or thoughts and, and realize that they, they are offering the same thing. And, but there's probably a time and place for that in your life. Obviously, you've made those choices. And, and your wife, is, is she going to church? And um, does no, she go? She, no, she doesn't go right now because I don't go. And I think uh, it's really... Uh, important that we do go because I have two boys, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, and I really want them to have that foundation. Um, and yes, we can do it at home and we can teach them uh, those things uh, at home, uh, but I think that it's important that they have that that uh, time to go and spend with people that are their age, you know, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. 
a good influence for them. Well, that's a choice you'll have to make. And yeah. I'm sure, and one of the things that I have noticed that was surprising to me, I know this sounds naive, but I just never even thought that Christians had any kind of programs for their youth, for their children, mm -hmm. uh, and yet they have all those things, nurseries, they have programs for adults, they have Bible studies. Uh, have you found that in, in whatever relationship you've had, you, you've noticed that they have those yeah, they things. actually have the Boy Scouts too. <laughs> yes. So there really is surprised. actually life after Mormonism yeah, in the sense is. that there's a, a whole world out there of people who who love God and want to raise their families in an honorable way. Right. Uh, I I think sometimes don't you think that maybe Mormons don't understand Christians? What What do you think is the most misunderstood thing about uh, Christians by Mormons? Um. <clears throat> I think the one thing that they that uh, I've got the impression on that people believe about Christians, and which is true, is that um, you know once you it's just too easy, and once you believe, uh, you know you can't just have faith, and once you do that, you can just do whatever you want to do, live however you want to live, and it's absolutely true. But in the sense that when once you do that, and once you have that freedom, you have all this responsibility of you know now you're. You're representing Christ. You are at all times. At all so, times, yeah. and you know what you do uh, may have an effect on other people, but it's it's more of you know I want to do this because I know this is what God wants me to do, not because I have to do it, but it's because I want to do it because I know what Christ has done for me, and I'm not trying to give back to Him because He already has everything. There's nothing I can give to Him, but it's just about wanting to give back because you know you know in your heart, and then you. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, do you have any problems now being a Christian in a Mormon culture? Have you run into any? Um, no, it, it's not. It's not really hard. It's just uh, frustrating sometimes when you have to deal with uh, like family members that are still LDS, and mm -hmm. because my dad is completely shut off to any type of communication whatsoever about really. Yeah, about what I believe or about what he believes because he believes what he believes and that's it. And he doesn't want to hear anything about now, it. Now, some of these things that you uncovered about the Book of Abraham and others, were you able to talk to him about those? Absolutely not. He just wouldn't, no. wouldn't listen? Or? No, he just doesn't. He's a very uh, intimidating man and he's very uh, strong-willed. Opinionated. Yeah, very opinionated, but he doesn't really forces opinion on me but he just doesn't want to hear anything other than what he what he knows because what he knows is the truth and he doesn't want to you know and his thought process mm -hmm. is the truth I wonder why the LDS don't spend more time learning about their doctrine you, th you think it's uh, they're afraid that they what will they'll find out yeah absolutely I like we've said, sometimes it's their own doctrine and own history that uh, almost seems anti-Mormon. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and is that where you went to to study the Book of Abraham, and what or how did you learn about that? Um, actually, my uh, my wife's grandpa had the DVD, and he let me oh. borrow it, and so, which is funny because he's atheist, and he doesn't, you know, he's the type that you know he was LDS for a while, but then he just doesn't want anything to do with God. But yeah. I don't know how he came up on that. But. <laughs> well, let me ask you a couple of quick questions. Uh, you, uh, we've talked a little bit about having a U.S. president. Of course, there, the race is going on now. Should, should, a, should the, a Mormon vote, or should there be a, I'm sorry, should the United States elect a Mormon president, you think? 
Mm, I don't think it really uh, matters, to be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned. I, I really don't vote that much. I know I should, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get involved in politics that much. Okay. Um, I just don't really have... And we just trust God in that. Absolutely. Yes, okay. mean, Are Mormons Christian? No. Not, and that's not pretty at all. adamant. What, what do you say to that? <laughs> I think that they they just want to be more mainstream. They want to um, put their name out there as uh, saying that they're Christians, so that they'll be more accepted. Um, they've never said they've been Christian before, and all of a sudden they start saying that they're Christian. It's uh, in fact they've actually. Uh, gone the other extreme originally was right. that uh, they were all, all the Christian creeds were abominations and the pastors were all uh, wicked and men. evil men or something and deceiving people. So, And now here in these last days they're trying to seem and sound more Christian. Right. Yeah. Um, can a Mormon go to heaven? Uh, that's not my decision. It's all that's a good hand. answer. <laughs> leave that up to God. <laughs> yeah, leave it up to God. It's hard to know a person's heart. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I have no idea what, what they truly believe. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of Mormons that still go to church that do have a relationship with Christ, but they, they don't want to say that. So. Yeah. Well, in your experience now and with the time you've spent, uh, you've got a minute or so to live. Uh, what do you tell an LDS person? What would you suggest to them? Come to Christ. Um, just look to Him. Um, I would say read, just read the, the Bible. Read the Book of Mormon. See the contrast between the two. Uh, pray about it. Um, but just realize that there is, uh, you know, there's no reason to not look further than the Mormon church. There's no reason to just accept what they say is truth. There's no reason to not look. To study. Uh, to study, to see, uh, you know, make a decision on your own. Uh, don't, you know, be influenced by anyone else. And Well, Steve, I think a lot of people will relate to you in the sense that you did cha have challenges with the doctrines, I guess, or the, uh, the principles, the laws of the gospel, uh, or as they're taught in the LDS church, the Word of Wisdom and some other challenges. Mm -hmm. um, and and guilt that you felt and so on. Is there life after Mormonism that way? Can you actually, do you, uh, I mean, can a person that goes through that really experience Christ and, and have the joy and peace and freedom that comes with Him? Yeah, I, I totally believe there is. Uh, I'm walking proof of it, and I, I know that you know, it has nothing to do with what with what you've done. Uh, that you know, Jesus forgives, and He has done that, and it is finished on the cross. He said it is finished, and that's and, a great burden off your shoulders, absolutely. I'm sure. And to have that relationship with Him, when you pray now, does it feel like you're really talking to Christ and yeah, to God? Absolutely, absolutely. That he hears you, and you know you're forgiven. Yep. And you just try to do better and better all the time. Yeah, the relationship that I have with God is far, far beyond what I could ever imagine being, uh, looking back and thinking about how it was while I was in the LDS church and the way that it is now. It, uh, it's amazing. Steve, it's a great story, and I, I appreciate you sharing your story, and appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Good night.
This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.